The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to UFC Unfiltered. Matt is not here. Uh, Phoenix Carnavalli is sitting in with me, and we have a really good time, and Matt calls in, and he doesn't like that we're having a good time, and then Rose calls in, and her and Pat Barry are driving, and we have fun talking to them, and I do a mattress read. Word. Chaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he heard him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Serra. Well, um, Jim Norton in Phoenix. Yes, I'm here. Because uh, Matt Sarah has, uh, has been arrested in a foreign country and immediately fired by the UFC. So onward and upward. Um, you and I now have never done this before together. No, we haven't. Um, it's usually you, you a lot of times replace me because Matt really thinks highly of you. So it's nice to be in here with you finally. But I, I don't think you, and you've never been in here with, with Matt and I together. No, I haven't. But I listen to the show all the time. Do you? Yeah, I do. I don't listen to it. What? You can't listen to yourself. I don't listen to my own podcast either. It's What's weird. the name of your podcast? In Fighting Shape. Um, is it about just nutrition? No, no, no. It's like anything that mental, physical, just put, keeping yourself in the best possible you. So any, anything that makes you kind of healthy and well. And so we interview everybody from fighters to celebrities about a list of different topics. Like one that you would like is why comedy is good for your health. Uh, well, they say that laughter is an endorphin release. Hell yeah. Um, but doing it makes you want to shoot yourself. So I guess it all comes out in the wash. <laughs> I guess it all comes out on the other. So, uh, you, um, Oh my god! I had a question and it just completely went away. We were talking about health, fitness, wellness. Maybe. It was oh, okay. Listen things. to yourself. Yes. Wow. I think I'm, as I'm getting older, I'm 49. Like my memory, like Pat Barry's name, I could remember the other day. And it's just because I'm so caffeined up, or like, am I just getting old? Like, maybe I think you just have many things on your plate. That's what I like to say to myself. But I think it's yeah. just getting old. So uh, why can't you listen to yourself? Like I, I hear all my flaws. I hate my voice, and a lot of people agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like my voice either. Do you? What's wrong yeah. with your voice? I don't know. I don't know. I think people don't hear themselves enough. That's we don't. Why, you know, like I, I hear myself all the time because I'm always. Doing do you listen stuff. back? Uh, well, I edit the show, so like, yeah, oh, I do. But but I'll, but I'll listen to certain segments, and you know. Yeah. What do you hate when you talk? When you say, um, I used to say because I had my own podcast for a while, and like I, I used to say, uh, one, one thing is, or here's the thing, and I would like hear myself say it and be like, stop, stop saying, here's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just like little ticks you hear. Yeah, yeah I, I yeah is my thing. See, I always do. A wise man once said, and we have uh, Rose Namajunas calling in today. We talked to Rose recently because I bumped into her and Pat over at SiriusXM. I'm on my way out, 
and um, they they called in. So I'm, I'm glad we're talking to her again. And uh, apparently we're going to have Joanna in studio the week of April 7th. Uh, what a card that is. I hope everybody fucking makes weight. Now, she's saying she's down to fighting weight already. So it'll be nice to see. Uh, we could talk to Rose about that. I want to see where Rose is at. It's really it's the one time it's okay to ask someone about their weight. Yeah, we, especially, no fighter a woman, minds. Right. especially a woman. We we don't want to talk about that ever. But you understand in a fight conversation, like when someone says, "Hey, wait, where are you at with the weight?" Oh, now? it's very technical. It's just that's just part of the gig, you know. That's just what you do. What weight would you fight at when you fight? I fought at one fifteen or one twelve. Okay, so and what would you cut down from? I would cut down from like one eighteen. Okay, so not I a crazy short. So yeah, how tall are you? I'm five two. Okay, so that's not a crazy weight cut. Six no. pounds, five pounds, uh, or three pounds if I could do math. Uh, <laughs> was that hard for you to do? Was it just water? Yes, food? it was really hard. It was really hard because I'm so little. So it's a percentage of your body weight, and that's that's kind of the big deal about it. How would you do it? I would start like six to eight weeks out, and I would. Start, oh my god! Yeah, wow. and I would start just kind of basically eating carbs during the times that I needed it to utilize energy. And I would get rid of sugars because I'm, you know, I'm Puerto Rican. I throw so much sugar in my coffee. It's like un. Wait a minute. So you would eat carbs to get rid of sugar? That happens. So I don't I, know anything about fitness. So you use either. you use carbs as energy. You know, it's an endurance athlete is different than like a bodybuilder. So bodybuilders will get rid of carbs. They'll dry themselves out. They'll do like a water cut, which fighters do too. We do water cuts and stuff like that. But um, you need carbs to fuel your workouts. But you want to use it at the right time. Like if I know it's a really heavy cardio day then I'll have oatmeal in the morning. If I know it's not a heavy cardio day, then it would be like more fats and proteins in the morning. And you like utilize it that way. Really? And like this is the thing with like Mike Dolce. Like he knows how Who's to Who's Mike use... Dolce? Mike Dolce is like the diet and the nutritionist yeah, he that works lots a lot of, of UFC fighters I feel my fat stomach right now. I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> so the, and then you, the water cut would be you start off drinking a gallon and a half of water and your body gets used to shedding it. And then you cut it down to a gallon and then you go to half a gallon and then you go to like you know, like a bottle of water and then it's, then it's way in day and your body gets rid of all that water and you can lose like five to 10 pounds of water. You weigh in and then as soon as you step off the scale, you just drink and then you bring the water back up. So if you had a sip of water, out. let me ask you, if you had like a little teeny cup of water, small, how much weight would that put on? Like, does it put that much water that heavy? It's not necessarily that it's that heavy, but it like, it'll fill your muscles up. So I think it's your body holding on to the water because it thinks that it's dehydrated. Oh. Have you ever have? Well, people go out drinking. You wake up the next morning. You're like, I'm ripped because you're dehydrated. Yeah. And also, right. you've been vomiting for six hours too. <laughs> that too. I would always feel that because I was just I was throwing. It was coming out of both ends. So I'm like, wow, I look great. <laughs> So you get that food poisoning, you look great. You're yeah. on a bowl and vomiting into a bucket. And you're like, this is terrific. Uh, what's the most weight you've lost in a day? I'm in fascinated a, with a, fighters' ability day, to do this. Yeah. I think for me, it was four pounds. And it was sweating. Like, you, you put abilene all over yourself. What, what is abilene? Abilene is like this thick, it's this like thick thing that you use basically to remove makeup, but it opens your pores somehow. It's like menthol cream or something. Yeah, right? and, yeah. And, and you would like put a bunch of sweatshirts on, and I would even put a scuba suit on. It was really tight to my skin, and just make myself sweat. And like, and could then, you go to the gym with Abilene? Is it Abilene or Abilene? Abilene. So you go with be. Abilene on you to the gym and work out? Yes, and you just sweat. Is that unhealthy? Probably. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole thing is... Being dehydrated yeah. is not the healthiest idea. I mean, I think the people who get the most uh, TBI... TBI, traumatic brain injury, are those people who cut tons of weight and then fight. You Do know? people get TBIs fighting? Well, yeah. I mean, it's anytime you get hit in the head a lot, and there's like tons of studies on it. 
but yeah. So being hydrated helps not get TBIs. Right. I did right. an HBO show on traumatic brain injuries. It's a fucking death. And it's like he was in the prime of his life. He was 26. He was drinking a beer and he fell off the second story balcony. One of those dumb things you do at oh a party. God. You smash yeah. your head on a bicycle yeah. down below and you're finished. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Some, of, some of the worst things you can see online is like street fight videos where guys will bang their head on the ground or, or they take repeated shit. shots. No, it's terrible. That's why I don't, like if I'm in a relationship, I won't, or whatever. Like you try in public to not have altercations yeah because we always watch these things like you gotta be but it's just one guy hits you and yep. you fall or god forbid i get lucky because i'm not a fighter. i mean i look like a fighter sure i'm built but uh you know if god forbid i get let's say i'm fighting somebody and they're 73 mm-hmm. and i happen to strike them and they fall <laughs> and they hit their head then you've killed something i saw a video of a guy dying because oh, yeah. he just banged his head like on a you know those little things that will stop you when you park your car yeah oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah fight the parking deck two guys bang, pow and he fell as he cracks his head on that. Yep. And he's dead. Yeah, it's like that. And then the other guy, you're dead because you couldn't stop talking shit. And the other guy is, is, is it's a murder. Yeah, right. it's so pointless. It's funny because I, I work in the fight business. You know, this is my job all the time. I can watch fights all day long. I can be sitting there commentating, blood will splatter on my paperwork. Totally fine. But you show me a YouTube video, I can't watch it. Because the difference for me is I'm watching a sport with two skilled guys, a referee, then like yeah, they're you know, consenting just, to yeah, it. Yeah, right? I can't watch. It's too violent. I have a pain in my elbow here. I have a fighter's injury. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, from doing non-fighter things. We're doing hammer curls. <laughs> Is it bad if you're doing four-pound hammer curls and you injure yourself? <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> probably hyperextended your elbow. I probably that's probably right. Yeah. When I do this, it hurts. Yeah, you hyperextended your elbow. So what do I do for that? Don't do that. Just just put some heat on it and it'll go away. Yeah. So now what? what now your boyfriend's a stuntman. I know you guys have talked about that. Is he a fighting scrappy type of guy? Uh, he's done martial arts since he's a kid. Oh, yeah. So okay. he's pretty he's pretty good. He's so pretty you need a guy like that. that, right? Like because I, I always think like a woman a guy who fights doesn't need to date a woman who fights, but there's a woman who's a fight like you know, Rhonda's dating, you know, a fucking you know, a, a, an oak tree. Yeah. yeah married to Travis. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. She married yeah. Travis. So you you know, women who fight there's a probably certain level of alpha you require so you can at least have some respect for a guy. Part of it's that, more of it's them being cool with what I do, because people get like super uncomfortable. People get really, yeah, not everybody, but there's a few guys. I went on this date with this guy. I used to do Muay Thai. I never fought in MMA. And with Muay Thai, you you bang your shins. You use it to block, right? So I had like crazy shins because my trainer's Phil Nurse, and he would have us train without shin guards so that our shins were conditioned. So they're scarred up? So there's a process called cortical remodeling, which is where your bone hits bone so many times that it becomes like stone. It's like from micro. Yeah, fractures. isn't that like Senshai kicks trees or whatever? And he's, yeah, he's like, exactly. Can guys actually do that? I've seen video of guys kicking yeah. like they can do that. Right. Yeah, you just kick bamboo and it like completely, you know, conditions your How shins, long does it take elbows. before you stop going, ow? Probably like a month. Does it swell you up or no? No, you just, it just hurts. Just like hurt. It just hurts forever. It stings. How hard do you kick? Do you kick lightly at first? I mean, you, you, it also gets like hard from kicking the pads. Like your body just gets conditioned to, to get strong. Does it go you know? away if you stop kicking or no? Mm, I, probably a little bit, but I think forever you're... Okay. You know. So I'm on this date, and they left the dessert tray out, and I bang my shin hard against this metal thing, and like it reverberates through the whole restaurant. It's like... And the guy's sitting there, and I walk back to the table. I had no reaction when I hit my shin, and he's like, are you like a cyborg or something? How did you not... How did not didn't that hurt? Right. And I was like, no, no, it's... You know, my shins are conditioned. And then I realized how that sounded. 
And he's like, why are your shins conditioned? I'm like, oh, from Muay Thai. And he's like, what's that? I'm like, oh, it's a martial art. Use your elbows, your knees, and blah, blah, He never called. Wow, <laughs> I think it was basically, he was a man. It sounded that, crazy to him that he, I my shins were. No, he was just mad that you were clumsy enough to kick the dessert tray and he embarrassed him. <laughs> that's right. Probably. <laughs> wow, that's, I would never, inter- I mean, I would respect the fact that a woman could fight. I would love that. Right. Well, but to him saying, what's that? I mean, there's a difference between a guy that knows what Muay Thai is yeah. and doesn't train oh, it. Okay. You know what I mean? Versus so, like, it, so like some people it sounds like you're a psychopath if right. you you know are comfortable getting hit and stuff like that. I'm not, and I don't judge people for that either. I'm like, I don't, you know, what's your priority? And I'm not in good enough shape to date a female fighter. It's not that I don't fight. It's that I'm just in regular guy shape. And you can't be around guys that are cutting weight like that. Like I go to those weigh-ins. It's humiliating. It's humiliating <laughs> as a man to sit there. Really? Yes. Because the guy he literally has an eight pack. There's not an ounce of fat on them. They have like no. What did what did um, uh, Sage Northcutt said he walks around sometimes with three percent body fat? Yeah, that's basically what he. Yeah, yeah, he's seriously an action figure. He's like a freak major. Yeah. You know, he's like a Power Ranger. That kid. I would never bring Unreal. a woman to those things because, like, how could I be mad at you if you just went off and hooked up with a fighter? I couldn't. Oh no, I don't. I work in the fight, but I don't really look at them like that. They're just. The dudes that I work with. Yeah, but you're in it. You know, I mean, if yeah. a woman is not in it to be surrounded by that, and then she's got to go back to the hotel with me. It's not good. I don't know. You have you have something that is more important to women than you realize. Money in a car. That too. <laughs> oh, yeah. But when someone's good funny, tickets for the fight. <laughs> funny, funny lasts forever. In shape only lasts for that time period of your life. You know. That's a great point. Funny is forever. Funny has longevity. But let's see, uh, you know, a, a, an attribute to orgasm ratio. I think <laughs> funny falls very short of, <laughs> of being in shape. <laughs> funny is not sexy. You know, I mean, women, I think women enjoy it a little bit. Like, uh, what was the quote? I, okay. It's funny you said because I did date a woman who was a trainer who was way above, like, physically. I've always dated. And uh, we were friends for a while and she was training me. And uh, she said, to, I'm like, I, I was into her so much. I was like trying yeah. to get her. I would, I'm not pushy, but I'm like, yeah, hey, I'll go to a museum. She's like, yeah, I'll let you know. But one time <laughs> we were talking and she, except we were joking around and she goes, oh my God, you could make me laugh saying anything. And I'm like, huh, maybe, maybe I have a shot. No, but you maybe. probably did. Because we did, we went out, for, we did it for four months. Yeah, you see it all the time. It's like, okay, that's fitness and then just desensitized to it. I'm like, whatever, you know, but if, you know, my boyfriend's funny. It's a big it deal helps, to me. Right? It's a big deal because we're gonna get old, and he needs to like still make me laugh. And it's a, it's what a kind deal. of stunts does he do? He does most like he's done. He was in Black Panther. Um, he's done like Blind Spot and like all these shows. And did he, he do who did he do stunt double for? He wasn't doubling anybody. They're like undisclosed stunts. So like you do wire work. You're in the fight sequences. You're in the explosions. He does a bunch of stuff like that. Oh, okay. Has he gotten hurt doing it? Yeah, I mean, he comes home with bumps, bumps he and does. bruises. Do and you stuff. do you worry about him doing that? I do, I do, but I also respect the craft and like I know that he works really hard. I sure, mean, it's a crazy job. Yeah, we've had a lot of stunt people. In. Oh, dude, they're yeah. fascinating to me. It's amazing. That girl Jesse Graff that we had in one time, you yeah. weren't here, and yeah. and she was she's like, what does she do? Ninja warrior. Oh, out of it was out of control. Yeah, but she also. like wants to be in the circus and she like does all these flips. She did like a, a just a no hands cartwheel. Yeah, just right flip like there. right here. Yeah. Oh, I can do that. Yeah, well, I've seen you do. <laughs> if you do I, when if, you I, come if in. I jumped off the roof, I'm, I would incidentally do one on the way down. <laughs> yeah, I have zero. Being tired sucks all the time. And Phoenix and I were talking before the show. I've bitched yeah. about my apnea so many times. We do have a little bit of UFC of news we will get to. There's just not a whole lot. But uh, you, the fact that you are such a great athlete and you can't like breathe either, kind of makes me feel like I should be doing more. I have a huge problem, but it, you, there's ways to to control it and to work with it. So Boss Rutten, right, is an idol of mine. 
He has like a breathing device thing that he works with. He, did he create that? He did. Oh. He did because he has asthma and I have asthma, right? So like I thought I had to quit martial arts. And then my first day of karate, someone came up to me and was like, you know, don't worry about having asthma. There's a champion that has asthma. I'm like, who is it? And he's like, oh, this guy, Boss Rudin. And I got like became obsessed with Boss after really? that and like just studied him. And so, you know, I had to control my asthma, have massive allergy issues. So I do stuff. Are you stuffy too. a lot? All the time. My nose sucks. It literally, there's been times where I thought if I put a, not, not even a suicidal thought, but if I shot my fucking dumb nose off, how great that would feel for two seconds when I could breathe. I feel yeah. that way a lot. And then, so that I could use the Navaj thing I was telling you about. Yeah, that's what I wanted to ask about. Yeah, so it's like, I should be sponsored by them, I swear yeah. to you, because, so it's a nasal irrigation system. You remember when Cody Garbrandt took that balloon up his nose? I've been obsessed that? with it since Cody talked about okay. it. It's all I talk to him about when I see him. Nose balloons! So, <laughs> he hates me. <laughs> so, like, your nostrils, you know, your, eye, your eyes, ears, nose, throat, all that shit is connected, right? So, sure. like... You know, when your when your nose is bothering you, then you'll breathe out of your mouth, and then I'll affect like your ability in your lungs and all that stuff. So he's taking a deep breath right now. So this thing goes into your nose and it sucks. He like brings water up your nose on one side and then sucks the water out the other side. It takes your boogers out. It takes your boogers so out. It's, it's, an, it's an expensive finger. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, pretty much. And you look and, and it like drains it. And it looks like there's tadpoles in the bottom of this little thing. It's that disgusting. Or, wow. Like, do you save those? I do, I do. I have a little museum in my I'm going to give it to company. <laughs> <laughs> yes, would you like a cup of Navaj? Just leave it on the table. It's like a conversation. Yeah, have, yeah. Some, have a cup of Navaj. Oh, it sounds delightful. You put but an umbrella in it. It's <laughs> like because we're in this unhealthy environment all the time, right? Like air quality, especially in New York, is crap. So there's just stuff that gets stuck up there. Well, it literally feels like, I feel it in my upper cheekbones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then I can't breathe. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I feel like I can't, uh, it's just terrible. It's, it's, it's it, you're right. It, and it's become psychosomatic. I have to sleep with three pillows. Sometimes I sit up in bed. Yeah. And I just have to take a deep breath. Like I can't, I can't take and that. Do you have breath. like neck and shoulder problems too? I don't know. Not really. Yeah, because your neck will get really tight because your respiratory system isn't functioning properly. There's like a lot of stuff. I yawn a lot, but it's not that. because I'm bored. It's literally because I don't sleep, and it's also because... You know, we're getting a call from Matthew Sarah. Right? <gasps> get out. No, Tom, Jimmy! We're talking about boogers. There you go. That's okay. Hey, Matt, what's up, buddy? Am I on the air? You yes. are on the air with uh, Jim and Phoenix. How are you? <laughs> hey, guys. Hi. What's up? I just got done from the elliptical... I just came upstairs, Jimmy. You would have been proud of me. How much time did you you would have been proud. Oh, I got, I, it's Operation Deflate, man. I'm trying to get a little... <laughs> I've, been eat, I've been eating so fucking bad. It's not even... A, it's just so bad. But even when I went away, because I'm like, what's the point of me trying to diet now if I'm going some... I'm not saying where I'm going, but I'm going somewhere for the show and it's going to be sunny out. <laughs> and fuck it, I don't know. Wait, what show is all that, I Matt? Is, all I know is, I hope the dad's bod is still in. Is what I <laughs> Matt, what show yeah, are you yeah. talking about? Dana White looking for a fucking fight. I like the way, I know you know. I know you knew what show, yeah. Chris the producer, but you like when I segue. I don't say. I don't segue good. I just say what's on my crazy mind. How are you guys getting along? This is the first time you guys met. It is the first time we've met, and we're talking about boogers. It's literally yeah, because uh, oh, yeah, we're just we're making lunch plans. <laughs> no, we have we've had a fun That's old great. a fun chat so far, and I and I I know she went over the boyfriend stuntman thing, but I, I'm just I'm very interested in that. I respect that a lot. And uh, we were talking about I don't shins. Know what the fuck are you talking about? Her boyfriend being What's a stuntman, and and, uh, and and how interesting it is. 
Oh yeah, that's fucking that's amazing. And I'm trying well, to get her to hook me up. About with... fight? Did you guys talk about fight yet? Or not, not yet. We're no, get, we're getting there. I'm trying to get Phoenix to introduce me to some of her fight friends. Right. I will. Perhaps a young lady friend who's without a gentleman. Uh, that could happen. I'm trying to get Phoenix to introduce me to a delightful young lady who fights, who might want a regular guy. It she, exists. Trust she's me. She's tired of abs. <laughs> Are you looking for a? a, a a, a partner that could defend you in a street situation. I'm only kidding. I'm trying not to phrase. Of course, that's what I'm looking for. I don't want to say that. So listen, no, Matt, how's right? your how's your trip away? Are you enjoying? Oh, listen, I'm all I'm in Vegas now. Then I'm taking off soon. I, I had dinner last night with uh, my good friend Dean Thomas, and I kind of treat. I told you, I treat our relationship like I treat Krista Producer when I walk in at the fights. Like I just don't really talk to me, so it was awkward. We didn't talk much. <laughs> I like to save it for air. I like to save it for the fucking camera. Do you guys you get to roll? Mean? Do you guys roll? Nah, we don't roll. But all I know is that motherfucker lost weight, and I hope Dane is. I didn't see Dane yet, but I hope he's chubby. Because <laughs> what do you mean you didn't see him? You like you that. just worked with him. You just with him, weren't you? No, I didn't go yet, man. Dude, I, I had to get some shit done. I had to go to L.A. and get some shit done. Oh. And then uh, get some stuff done so I could travel correct. I, I'm, everything's good, Jimmy. I'm okay. On, on. Oh, listen, can I say something totally honest right now? Sure. Honesty's always good. Phoenix. Yes. Do you remember? Do you remember I called you and you didn't pick up? I wasn't yeah. talking to you or anything. But I called you and I was in my car or else I would have texted. But uh, I called you, and then you texted back, oh, I'm in a meeting for my, my, my commentary, I do for fights, and yada, yada. So I'm like, all right, and then I go, nothing important. It really wasn't important. But you know what's funny? Sometimes, like, <laughs> my mind will wander, and I'll be like, maybe, maybe it's like a little, like, from, like, I don't know, something I smoked earlier or whatever. Some, <laughs> but whatever it is, I, get a little, I feel a little guilty. I'm like, oh, man, maybe I joked around, and then... And it, it, it hit her too hard. Remember we were on the show last time and you did that joke about you saw two Italian, you saw you thought it was two deaf people talking. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was Italians. That was they a good were, joke. They were drunk Italians. Fucking worst joke ever. But it fucking, wasn't a joke. That literally I happened. Yeah, oh, Matt. It, 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 it fucking never happened. Oh, Matt. Listen, How, I love you, Phoenix. Matt. How could you yeah, insult my co-host I, and my I friend? I I lived no, in the Lower East Side. I totally remember it. I love Phoenix. So, I'm Phoenix, are you saying that, that that are you saying that that actually happened? It actually happened. Wait, tell me, tell me. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Matt, my you're insulting my co-host and Jimmy, my friend. Wait, Jimmy, it happened. Jimmy, I don't care for this line of questioning Jimmy. from our call-in guest. <laughs> Hang up on him. All right. <laughs> hold on, hold on, Jimmy. Go yes, ahead, Matt. Can tell you what happened though. What? Jimmy's not on the same page. Tell me what happened, Phoenix. So I was, you know, Matt talks with his hands, and sure he, does. and he spills coffee like yes, every he does. time. So he spilt coffee, and you know, I was like, "Well, Matt, you're Italian." I said one time I saw the, I thought it was two deaf people communicating, and it was two drunk Italians because it looked like they were doing <laughs> sign language. But it's true. <laughs> That's so so ridiculously long. I love that. I know. <laughs> Holy Where fuck, were you? you gotta, I was in the Lower East Side. Me, Hold on, Matt, me. you spilled coffee. It was Tompkins Square Park <laughs> area. Oh, okay. oh, yeah, I know that. So Matt spilled coffee, yeah. and you yes. were making fun yeah. of him. Well, I was just, I mean, I'm half Italian, too, well, so it, I get it. Well, why, what did it remind it, you of? What happened? It reminded me of, like, this, because they, they were their hands were flying all over the place. Who was? The the uh, the drunk Italians, not the deaf people. Oh, they okay. thought they were. You thought they were deaf. <laughs> 
see, Matt, this is payback for when you press the buttons. What is that? Uh, Phoenix, everybody agrees. Awesome fucking joke. And I, that's why so I feel like Goose I Listen to me. It's not a joke. Awesome story from your fucking childhood. Listen to me. All I know is. I felt bad about goofing on you. Much like I do, right? Much Why? We, this I, is what we I do. Yeah, she can, she's I having know. fun. Okay, see that? I just it's don't like me. my co-host being insulted by you're, a caller. You're like family. Right. We heckle each other. Today he's like that's a exact, that's why. That's why you fit in purposely. Bobby Kelly would have got his feelings hurt. No, he wouldn't. No, Bob would take it. But then afterwards, he'd be like, dude, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> Bob's oh, a fool. Boy. Bobby's awesome. Uh, Matt, you got to do pics with us too. By the way, what time is your flight today? It's it's now nine thirty a.m. out there. What what? Let me see what time. What time is it right now? It's nine thirty where you are. For you. All right, all right. I got forty five minutes, so I'm going to talk to you guys as I pack. And then I saw. I literally just came. I'm fucking. I, even though I wasn't here that long, I take. I I can't. I I'm a mess, guys. Hold on, let's, Matt. Let's just face it. Are you flying? Right. But are you flying with Dana? Yeah. Private. What do you think? Well, I mean, listen. What do you think? Dana's on fucking... Dana's fucking like me flying to Vegas? Coach? No, I'm only kidding. Dana's fucking... Dana's fucking, you know... Dana flies the way Dana flies. That's why they don't I'm have the me plus, on that I'm show. The plus, I'm the fucking plus one. Okay. I don't mind being the plus one. Fuck it. You know? So you went to LA and then Vegas. You're basically just gallivanting. And, uh, and Dean flew in from Florida. <laughs> yeah. I guess so. Dean, yeah, Dean's here too, man. Dean's, Give Dean Thomas my Dean. regards. Dean's a good guy. Is Phoenix sitting? Where is she sitting right now? I'm sitting in your in chair. In your chair, Matt. In her chair. So how, listen, she's the, how about this? Don't fuck in her chair. She's the only one <laughs> that I mean. If, when Bobby's there, he sits in the other chair, no? He does. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, listen. We got to <laughs> do picks. Let's do picks. All right? Because I got to, I am, dude, I'm telling you, this is not good. <laughs> I got to pack it. I'm not good at packing here. But it's go not ahead. Take stuff and throw it in the bag. I'm going to my clothes into... into should I wear shorts? Okay. <laughs> go uh, ahead, go let, ahead. Let's start <laughs> with uh, Leon Edwards against Peter Sabata. Is the welterweight fight. It's the first fight uh, on the main card for Doom versus Volkov. It's Saturday the 17th from London. Yeah, which it starts this at Saturday. 5 Eastern. It's all on Fight Pass. That's Those right. Fight Pass 5 o'clock so. Eastern. That's correct. Uh, yeah, that's the main card. <clears throat> so let's... Uh, so now what, can we t- what, what did uh, Leon Edwards do in his last... His last fight was really good. Yeah, Leon Edwards, uh, he is on a four-fight win streak. He has wins over Dominic Waters, Albert Tumanev, uh, Vicente Luque, and Brian Barberena. The last two were unanimous decision oh, rights. Right. Uh, he has and, finishing ooh. ability too. You know? He does. He, he has like, he has one of the fastest knockouts in UFC. It's history. like eight seconds, eight seconds or something. Yes, like correct. That. That's my record for something else. <laughs> <laughs> First guy to ever do that twice in eight seconds. That's <laughs> <laughs> <pretty> funny. <laughs> um, now Peter Sabata, what has he done in his last couple? Of fights? Uh, he's on a two-fight win streak. He has a unanimous decision win over Nicholas Darby, and he has a. Knockout of Ben Saunders in his yeah, last. That was out. cool. It was like a huge jumping oh, knee wait, or something. That Punches and knees. Yeah, that just happened. Yeah, no? uh, it wait, was May recent. 2017. Yeah. So, uh, not oh, wait, recent. Just, oh, I'm sorry. What the fuck am I thinking? I'm thinking of Alan Joban. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is all right. Go ahead. You guys go first. Um, I'm going to take. I think Edwards is due for a finish, even though they're both on. You know, again, a two fight uh, win streak and a four fight win streak. I'm going to take Leon Edwards. Mm-hmm. 
TKO in the second round. Oh, man, you stole. I w- I'm going to say the same thing. Matt? I think because I think I think Sabata is going to be a little harder to figure out, so I say second round TKO. Yeah, and he's going to want to take it to the ground, probably in all likelihood. So, okay. I think uh, I think he's going to hang tough, but I think it's going to be Leon by decision. Ooh, go Leon! Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I got Leon Edwards by third round knockout, but we're okay. all taking Leon Edwards. Okay. All right. Now, of course, uh, in the bantamweight division, uh, Tom Dukenwa against. Terry and Ware. Yes. What Ter- have they both done in their last couple of fights? So Terry and Ware is coming off of a decision loss to um, Sean O'Malley oh, in his last fight. Yeah. And Tom Ducanois, let me see real quick. O'Malley is a tough dude. He's coming off a loss too, though. He is. He's coming off a split decision loss to Cody Stamen. Uh, but before that, he had won you know 10 fights in a row, basically. So, um, What's Terry and Ware's uh, Wait, wait, wait. Who won 10 fights in a row before he just got Ducanois. derailed? Ducanois. Ducanois. <laughs> What's Terry and Ware's record? I think he's like 17. Yeah, he's 17 and 6. Okay. So he's got a lot of experience. They both have a lot of experience. Duke and Wah is 15, 2, and 1. So I'm looking at what they can do. So Duke and Wah has Sambo and boxing and Muay Thai. Yep. And then Ware is Kyokushin and a BJJ Purple Belt. So I think I'm going to go with Duke and Wah because I think he has a little bit more tools okay how i'm gonna say decision fair enough i believe that terry and Ware will use his karate chops mm-hmm. <laughs> and will be victorious and i'm gonna give it terry and Ware by decision okay because i love to say his name and we love when you do it <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. no no it's not it, 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 how annoying is it Dukawa to say that it's Listen, a hard word. I'm going to go Dukawa, and I don't. I'm not a big fan. I don't want a bunch of decisions. I really don't. But I'm going to say he's going to win by decision. I have the same thing, Matt. I agree with you. Dukawa by decision. But mm-hmm. I don't think. I think there's going to be a lot of finishes actually on this card. So okay. All right. Well, now we have uh, uh, Jimmy Manoa against ya, Jan Blow. Uh, I always fuck up his name. Blahovich. That's right. Blahovich. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Wait, so tell me about. His last one, not not Jimmy. Jimmy's been out for a little bit. No, what was his last fight? Though? He, uh, Manawa got knocked out by um, Walkov. Uh, no, uh, Uzdemir. Uzdemir, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. right. That's right. And then before that, he had the Corey Anderson knockout and Ovin St. Pro. He had knocked out also. Uh, Jan Blahovich is on a two fight win streak. He had a rear naked choke win over Devin Clark and a unanimous decision over Jared Cannonier, who is a hard hitter, yeah, yeah. very much like Manawa. So that is interesting. Yeah. Mm. And that's his only wait. How many? What he did? That was those. Uh, he only has two fights in there. Those are just his last two fights. I mean, he's been in the UFC. Yeah, but since, how many uh, fights does Blackwoods have with us? With with the UFC? He's been in since 2014. So you're looking at uh, he's oh, four. Away. He's four and four in the UFC. Uh, he's four and four. Yeah. Manoa did knock out OSP. Yeah. 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 Who's the last guy Blackwoods lost to? Uh, Patrick Cummins majority decision. He only has decision losses in the UFC. Yeah, he's never been finished. And, and that, and, and, yeah, that's it. It's tough. Jimmy, mm, I like Jimmy too. He's a hard hitter. He was on. He was on a tear a little bit, and then yes, he got he fucking. He does hit hard, but Blockowitz is used to that. Who else did Blockowitz lose to? I know he's four and four. Just can you read those off real quick? Um, he has a, a unanimous decision loss to Alex Gustafson. A, U, a unanimous decision loss to Corey Anderson, and a previously fought Jimmy Manawa and has a decision loss to him. So, oh, it's a 
Well, that's fucking, wait a minute. It's rematch. It's fucking huge. Oh, I, I, sorry, yeah. You don't think you want to mention that they fought before? I'm not, sorry, I, I assumed, I, 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 I thought you had the, the page page up there while you were... Where am I? Place. I'm in fucking Guam. You don't know yeah. where I am. <laughs> yeah, that is true. I'm sorry. I'm not, a, I'm not attacking you. I'm not going to answer my Pepsi's. I'm not even there. But listen, <laughs> I think that this is... When did they fight, him and Jimmy Manoa? Uh, this is back in 2015, and this was Blahovich's second UFC fight. And, uh, and he lost by how? Unanimous uh, decision. decision yeah. that, is, that, that is a fucking huge, huge thing. I feel... That that might change everything to me. Okay. I was I was a little on the fence and I was leaning towards Blockowitz. But I'm gonna go with I'm going with Jimmy. I'm gonna go with Jimmy. I think that really just puts it over the edge for me. Because it I was I, I it was close and then I'm thinking you know, he's dealt with guys like Jimmy before. before yeah, even though he's I'm sure he's improved, but Jimmy's gotten gone on a tear after that. Right. You know what I mean? Even though he got derailed. I'm gonna go with Jimmy Manuel by decision though. I, I think that uh, this guy's proved that he's very hard to finish. Yes, yeah. and that's exactly why I am taking Jimmy Manoa in a first-round knockout because this oh, guy has never been guy. finished. He is due to be finished. I, I have, I have the same thing. Jimmy thinks he's due. I have the same thing. I, I, have, first a, round I knockout. have a third-round knockout All right. for Jimmy Manoa because I know he wants to get I'm back good. to that top spot. He wants to get back to that. Well, well, yeah, and that's how he's going to do it probably, right? Yeah, okay. I say third-round. All right, main event, Fabricio Verdum versus Alexander Volkov, which I think this is the – Verdum's fighting a lot. This is his third fight, I guess, in six months. He took a couple of, like, short-notice fights, and this is the toughest well, one Yeah, but then sure. again, the Walt um, – oh, God, don't tell me his name. Harris. Walt, ah! Ah, Walt Harris. That was such a Sorry. fast, effortless first-round yes. submission. Yep. And his next fight was a decision win over – Marcin Tybura. Okay. Marcin so he has and that was a fight. Now, wait, who, wait. Now, tell me about uh, Volkov. Uh, Volkov is coming mm-hmm. off of a knockout of Stefan Struve, and then he has four wins before that, a unanimous decision over Roy Nelson, who we all know can hit really hard. Yeah. Timothy oh, Johnson, a split decision win, uh, a knockout of uh, Attila Vey, and Dennis Smaldarov. He has a submission triangle choke. Yeah, but um, he's got nice long limbs, too. I think there's a lot he's for six seven. He's a giant guy. Yeah. There's a lot there for Verdum to grab. Yeah. Right. And Verdum, if he keeps him in close, he's got that beautiful tie plum. His clinch is great. Yeah. Like, he has one of the best clinch He's going to have to jump to get his neck, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But he, I mean. How about this? He could jump. He could go for a fucking flying arm lock, have this guy land on top of him, and still fucking snatch a limb. You're right. And, Huge And Vol- Volkov has struggled on the ground before, too, in some fights. Well. Do you think Verdum is comfortable being on his again. back in this fight? Do I? Yeah. yeah. Or should I say, do I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got your mind? Yeah. Yes. I feel he. I feel he slips. He gets mounted. He's getting out. He's ripping a limb off. First round. Or second. This guy might. I'm going to take a more. second round but submission, Verdum. You fucking tries to start. You. you always try to steal my thunder, Jimmy. No, 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 no. I just wanted you to know that I wasn't Jimmy, stealing I your pick. You, man. I can't stay mad at you. I wanted you to. I want you to pick without me stealing your pick. So I want you to know that I'm not taking your pick. Now I got to go with the first round because I was going to go. I might, who, I'm not going to pull Chris the producer where he he makes a state that he's right either way. You know, <laughs> well, you like could, when Chris the producer goes, Chris the producer would go like this. Well, I really could see Volkov landing that shot. <laughs> I know he gives all options. He, he could end it at any moment. But having said that, get get I'll ready, get ready for my two twenty three picks. I'm oh, going to do it, <laughs> that for both. You know, I, I could see Ferguson losing due to.
dude when I poke in the second, hey. <laughs> I mean, Volkov has like, karate. He's in and out. I mean, oh, yeah. It's not going to be that easy to grab. Any long arms? I don't, it's gonna. You know what? I know it might take the second that. round, but I, I expect this. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if this fucking Verdun runs out of that flying fucking lemon. Of course yeah. he will. That was great. <laughs> that was awesome. I, I'm expecting a fast and furious first round. I mean, I, I think it's either going to go the first round or he has to weather some shit in the third round. I'm not. I'm just speaking out loud now. Sure. I'm going to go with the first round. I think it's going to be. Uh, when he's still a little dry, I think it's going to become a grappling match early, and uh, I think he's going to get him in a sub, and it's going to be very exciting. All right. All right. <laughs> That's my pick. Verdun by sub first round. We got it. Uh, All right. I said second. <laughs> Jimmy. All right. You All know right. what? I'll just All try right. to I'll try make it interesting. I'll say Verdun by third. Third round submission. <laughs> that's what I. That's what I had. I did my picks last night. Just because I. I mean, this guy Volkov's got to be like smart enough to not. That be taken down by Verdum that easily but right know. well and Verdum I think has learned his lesson from the Stipe fight you, you gotta you know you don't chase and with a guy like Volkov who has that length he's yeah. gonna want to keep Verdum at the end of his punches sure he's gonna have to weather it a little bit and probably get the takedown well so. there those are our guesstimations there we go now <laughs> alright I gotta go but listen <laughs> why do you have to go really quick when when exactly did those two Italians to what, uh, what is that story? <laughs> when I lived in the Lower East Side, which it's was a real like story. three years I ago. You. I mean, oh, that, that was three, three. I thought it was years like ago. Three years ago, yeah. You really thought they were deaf? I really thought there were deaf people talking. What? Can I also explain that I might not have been at sound mind of the time? <laughs> I also thought a heroin addict was doing Tai Chi, and that also wasn't happening. So wait, oh, you you were a little under the influence when you saw this? Okay, no, no, she explained this. I can fucking listen to Phoenix's stories all day. I love it. Phoenix was stoned. Um, she was on something. She was on Suboxone trying to get off heroin. Might have been a gummy bear. It might have been. All I know is. Have you ever eaten a gummy bear, Elise? I, I almost ate one by mistake at a Thanksgiving party. I did. It was great. <laughs> I went to. <laughs> Dude, that new dispensary thing's a different world. But listen to me. I gotta go, guys. I, I, I listen. I miss you guys. All right, buddy. We right? miss you too. Have a safe trip. All right. Tell everyone I'm we so say happy. hello. I'm so happy. I, I'm so happy I called in. We are too. I wanted your picks. Too. Now, what were those Italian guys no. wearing? I believe you, that I, they I, were I, I, wearing. <laughs> Phoenix, you're the fucking best. <laughs> Guys, Christopher Dusa, yes, sir. thanks for making this happen. Oh, thanks Everybody for calling listening, in. No, I, I feel like I'm a real caller now. Let me pretend like I'm a, I like I'm a guest. <laughs> Everybody listening, do me a favor. I'm gonna, this is my time to plug something. Leave a rating, leave a comment, and spread the good word of UFC Unfiltered, please. You are signing oh, You are signing off like you're accepting an award. You know, look, I appreciate <laughs> everybody who supported me when I wanted to make the call. <laughs> <laughs> Have a fun All trip, right. Matt. Later, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you. All right, gang. I'll talk to you guys. Okay, bye. bye. See you soon. Um, that's a good egg. He's a great call-in. Yes, yeah. he, he is. really is. Like he's called in a bunch of times when he when he's out of here, and he he's great every time. You know, it's funny. Phoenix and I were talking before about sleep, and uh, Phoenix said to me, "You know, I'd love to ask uh, the uh, I'm gonna listen to a podcast to help me fall asleep people a question." And I said, "What would you ask?" I shouldn't have been so aggressive. She's new. And she said, are you struggling to get some shut-eye? And I said, yes. And she said, that was rhetorical, stupid. <laughs> Look, we got a great tip on how you can fall asleep a lot more easily. Mattress Firm. They're America's neighborhood mattress store. They let you budget uh, your budget stretch further. When you're looking for ways to improve your sleep, which we all are, 
My sleep is horrendous. Last night I had my dumb head propped up on three. I sleep like the elephant man. It's awful. <laughs> uh, these people are more than mattress experts. They have the whole package. Helps you transform your mattress into a bed. From adjustable bases and sheets to headboards and bedroom decor, they have you covered literally and figuratively. Now, to go, you go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to see what details are happening right now. As I read this sentence to you, you're awake, you're in bed, you're on your iPad, you're alone because whoever you were married to has left you due to your tossing and turning. You've embarked on a new relationship. You're about to have them sleep over. You don't want to wreck another one. They even offer you a 120 night sleep trial to ensure perfection and 120 night uh, low price guarantee. So you know you paid the right price. So get this new mattress for 120 days before your new partner comes over and realizes what a tossing and turning bum you are. <laughs> <laughs> go to mattressfirm.com slash podcast to learn how your sleep could be improved monumentally. And uh, this is my favorite part, the little joke at the end. If you're still awake, we're going to restart the podcast now, assuming that's cool with you. <laughs> awesome. What up, everybody? This is CJ McCollum from the Portland Trailblazers. And here's a little taste of what we talked about on this week's pull-up podcast. Very special mini post-game seven episode of pull-up, an epic game seven in Denver. 37 points back-to-back essentially close out buckets. Why were you so successful last night? I think it just really came down to my demeanor and mindset. Empty the clip, leave nothing out there. I wanted to say I did everything in my power and I left all my bullets out there on the court and didn't bring anything home. How do you shift to a completely new animal, an absolute monster in the Warriors? In the playoffs, it just comes down to X's and O's and execution more so than anything else. The Warriors aren't going to run a lot of plays. They're going to run a lot of misdirection out of timeouts and late clock situations. But most of it's going to be mid-pick and roll. It's going to be pin downs and flares and things of that nature for Clay and Steph and a lot of transition. So you have to guard the three-point line, get back in transition, and make it as difficult as possible on them. Don't forget to... Subscribe and listen every week on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. After a stressful game, it's only natural to need some well-deserved rest. Upgrade your current sleep situation because Mattress Firm is offering the best bed deal of the year. Get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price for savings of up to 700 bucks. Plus, take home a free adjustable base up to a $699 value. That's $699 for a free You'll only find these deals during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. So don't miss your chance to start sleeping like a pro. Shop now at mattressfirm.com slash sale. There's nothing worse than being uncomfortable in bed. It's, it's horrible. You're not rested the next day. You suck at work. Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale is offering the best bed deal of the year. Save up to $700 when you get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price plus... Take home a free adjustable base that's up to a $699 value free. Visit mattressfirm.com slash sale for more details. I've had the same mattress for years. I keep saying this every time I do this read. And I love my mattress, but it's a little lumpy after all these years. Yeah, get a new one. I sleep like roadkill. Like I sleep so ugly that my boyfriend makes memes of me. Oh, wow. How do you sleep? Are you a side? I'm a side sleeper. I start off all normal on my side and then I wake up looking like roadkill, like just arms out. Like he did one meme where it was like, babe, you're working too much. And it was Anderson Silva kicking Vitor in the face. And then it was with me, like with my leg completely out. Oh, that's funny. He's got, he's got, he's got you like mush girl. Do you remember mush girl? <laughs> no. Oh my God. Look up. My, that's one of the first 
famous ones. It was a girl moshing, and someone took a picture of her, and it became one of the one of the a most. Meme? Oh my god! Was see. Mosh Girl is one of the most. She was just a girl moshing. Oh, yeah. oh, that's what I look like. Yeah, it's literally the worst picture ever taken of a person. It just captures. Can you make that bigger? <laughs> Doesn't that capture the face? She's moshing. I've never moshed. Have you ever moshed? Um, no, but no, I have. Uh, but I was alone in oh. a room, never with people. <laughs> I mosh alone. It was at one of your shows. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. My New Year's Eve performance. Yeah. Tickets half price off. It was just me moshing alone. Three other people in the front row. Uh, yeah, look at her. That's a great... I don't think they ever identified who she was. No. no. Maybe they'll do a story like her dumb belt from now. Way too low, her belt. Guts yeah. hanging. That's a terrible... No, it's a bad... She looks like a busted can of biscuits right there. That's better than any photo taken of me too, which is humiliating. <laughs> And she's a good dancer. <laughs> Just moshing her little face off, having a ball. Oh my God, it's great. What time do we have Rose call calling in? Uh, about 10 minutes we're going to call Rose. Is she training now? Um, yeah, I mean, I'm sure she's... Yes, yeah, she's probably training, but she's doing a lot of media today now because now we're ramping up to UFC 223, which I'm very, very It's so good. About, which it's I've such done. a good card. It is a great card, and yeah. I've never heard back. I put in a request. My nephew wants to go. He's a, you know, and I uh, hope we can go. So now Ronda Rousey on, uh, was on the Ellen Show. Again. Yeah, she loves Ellen. She all but assured that she will not be returning to the Octagon. She said, I think I'm just as like, uh, I think it's just as likely as me going back to another Olympics for judo. No one demanded a written resignation for me for judo, and I really think the same thing is necessary for fighting. Doing what I enjoy in WWE is what I enjoy right now. So she wants to be a wrestler. I have mixed feelings about this. Uh, why? Well, because a lot of people, I know that the media was hard for her and she was upset with how she was treated by the media. And I get that. There's a lot of Fairweather fans, but there are a lot of people who really, really loved Ronda Rousey and respected her for what she did for the sport. And I think why that affected or why that bothered some people, this statement, because I saw a lot of like people talking online, is that it almost feels like she never said goodbye to the sure. sport. She never talked about the losses. She was never comfortable discussing them. You know, and then it was just like I'm with this now. So it we it, it there doesn't feel like there was any closure with it, and that's why I think that people are upset about not having that conversation ever. Well, I didn't retire from judo, yeah, but that was different. It was more of a sort of kind of an isolated sure. martial art. I love judo. I I work judo events all the time. It's freaking amazing. There's one coming up in New York on the 25th. The New York Judo Open. Stoke. Right. So if anybody likes Judo and you're in New York, go to that. I don't work for them. I'm just saying. It's sure. like super cool to experience that art. And I, that, that's what I think it is. It was just kind of like she never really talked about the experience. She kind of was very lackadaisical about the discussion. She's super, still very sensitive about it. I get that. But lots of fighters talk about their losses. You know, it's, it's exactly. <clears throat> and I like Ronda personally very Me much. Too. And I respect her. But I never liked how she handled that only because there was no disgrace in it like... Holly's a good fighter, and of course Amanda. You just you know whatever, but you can't just walk out like that. Like I, I, I'm never not a big Connor fan, but when Connor lost to Nate, yep. the way he handled it, I'm like oh, I yeah. really like this guy. Like he he talked about it and like hey, he was the better man. It is what it is because right. it's martial arts, and there's an ex there's a reason why that expression has withstood the stand uh, the test of time. Styles make fights. Wasn't that Ronda? wasn't a great fighter because everybody's like, she's found out, she's this, she's that. That's not necessarily true. It's just that there are certain styles that she's going to have a difficult time with. Right. Just like there's going to be certain styles that Holly has a hard time with, there's certain styles that Amanda's going to have a hard time with. Very few people 
can take everybody. George St. Pierre is one of those exceptions sure. where it's like he can just figure things out and he's got that high Frankie fight Edgar. Well, until recently, right? Yeah, he just got caught. I mean, with an album, but yeah. he's fought. He's fought good uh, right. jiu-jitsu fighters. Before. Yeah, he, they just figure it out. So it was a it was a fight style thing. There was no way she was going to catch up to the level of striking in four or five years. It's like me trying to catch up to her judo, what she's done for twenty sure. something years. So she wasn't going to catch up that quick in right. comparison to Holly. We talked about getting her on the first episode of UFC Unfiltered. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, yeah, but she's not going to want to talk about fighting. She wants to talk about Game of Thrones. I'm like, I'm not going to. And then she went up back in anyway. But I'm like, I, I like Ronda. I don't want to interview about Game of Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah, she didn't want to talk about it. I mean, we, you look at when Cruz lost the belt to Cody. And it was one of the best post-fight press conferences I've ever it seen. It really was. Stood the whole time, took all the questions, explained you know, his mindset about all that. Unbelievable, and nobody nobody loses respect to, for Dominic. Of course Cruz not. Part of your job, right? Anybody <clears throat> losing respect for Frankie Edgar? I mean, even not Connor ever. tweeted something nice to him after he got knocked out in the first round. Well, yeah. Even look at Cormier. Cormier got, I think, more popular after losing to John Jones. <laughs> yeah, I you think know, so he, too. he won how many fights in a row, and everybody would boo him, and now he, he's more popular than ever. There's no the disgrace in it. I mean, and you know, that was the thing. It was like I wish she would have just talked about it because she. I think here's my thing. I think that she probably would cry too much. She's very emotional. Yeah, yeah. she just breaks down and cries. It's just exactly. how she. You know, I mean, she's a fucking animal in the ra- in, in the octagon, but she's just sensitive, and right. she cries when she talks about stuff like that. But uh, to me, that's okay. Of course, you know, yeah, I mean, I can, she's still would, strangling people. If right. she's sitting there crying, discussing it, that, I mean, that's fine. When um, Joanna lost, remember to Rose, and they were asking her questions. She goes, "No, no, this is my job. I have to talk about this. Yeah. Is my job." It was like, yeah, you know, it, it is part of the job. And I wonder how she's going to handle this. Coming back now, fourteen and one. What what do you do? This will say a lot. How what adjustments does she make? I mean, obviously, look, nobody saw Rose winning by strikes and a tap due to strike. Come on, yeah, no, nobody saw that coming. I, I didn't see that coming. I thought I, I had Rose picked to win, like maybe by a third round submission, right? Um, but now let's see what Joanna does and how she adjusts. Well, that's one of the things I I have, you know, like on the rundown is a question for Rose. You're watching Joanna, and it's uh, the discussion from Joanna's side is. Uh, Almost all about just her weight cut being really bad going yep. into the fight, right. and how that was the problem. But what if that wasn't the problem? You know, I mean, obviously it's a factor, but you you have to look at what strategy you should have differently against Rose because Rose is, is is a complete fighter. Maybe it's super you sharp know. jab. Don't let her come near you, right? Yeah. Like maybe that's what you're working on for this one, right? Um, she know that she has great takedown defense, so that's not going to be an issue. Maybe she just has to just have a ridiculous jab. I, I mean, who knows? Rose, I mean, you mean uh, Ioana's takedown yeah, defense? Yeah, is amazing. Which she has a great jab, like in the first place. But maybe like you just have to watch her body movement. Maybe you need to start slower. I don't know. You know, that's that's for her team to decide. But I, I, I and I get I get blaming the weight cut. I don't think it's a lucky punch. I don't even like when people use that expression. Did lucky she say that punch? No. You know, she got caught. She's like, I got caught. I got caught. Yeah, you know, the, she was looking at your hand position. She was testing to see what you would do, and and it was just awesome. I mean, Rose is one of those complete fighters too, and she learns from every experience. Oh, yeah. Well, she's a black belt in two different, uh, in, in, you know, karate and taekwondo. I mean, mm-hmm. the fact that she's a you know a black belt, people forget that because they look at her only as a jujitsu fighter. Yeah, and she's a, what is she a brown belt? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so, but she's scrappy. She she has like martial artist. she has jujitsu yeah. like Tony Ferguson. Sure. Tony Ferguson's a black belt, but yeah. you know they're they're unorthodox just got in the way belt. that they go for it. Yeah, um, but dangerous all, all over the place, right? Yeah, this is a tough one. I mean, uh, I like listen, them both. I do too, very much. Um, 
I like Rose better because I've talked to her more. It's like the more you talk to someone, if you have to pick one who you like more, it's just going to be the person you've talked to more because they're both nice. Well, I like Rose for a selfish reason. Rose came out and that night, George St. Pierre winning, Rose Namajunas winning, it seemed like it was the return of the martial artist, not just the fighter Mm. because of what those people stand for. And I had nothing against Connor or anything, but sometimes, you know, I'm always defending the fact that I work in mixed martial arts and... I'm always defending like these aren't like just tough people sure. out to kill each other. Like they're martial artists, they're athletes. So when you get people like Rose, like like George, it's easier to defend the sport, you know. And I want a return back to right. where the shit talking isn't necessary. It's only there because in sports there's conflict and it's cool. But I don't need it all the time. So I do like a person like Rose that you know stands for a lot of different things. Personality. Yeah, yeah, martial well, I, arts. I think you're seeing it too with even an Ortega. He's not going to talk shit about anybody. He's as respectful as they no. come. But that guy's a, a He's true a big martial kid artist. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But I'm sure if somebody said the wrong thing or stepped to him, he, you know, he oh, would yeah. put them in check and the, like, he would I strangle them. <laughs> he would strangle them. Yeah. So I, I, I guess that's my reasoning. Um. So we're kind of talking about it. it Why don't we give Rose a jingle? Yeah, we will. You know what? This this camera was messed up, so I'm just fixing it. And then I will call her. Right, I, give I, her a jingle. I was gonna say about Khabib. Just did an interview with Yahoo Sports, and he's not exactly talking shit because it's not that's not really his style. But he's yeah. just very matter of fact about. Well, this is that's his confidence. Like, yeah. okay, you got ten in a row. I got like what twenty five in a row. Yeah. You know. So what did he say? What? Ten win streak versus nine win streak. UFC will never. Uh, wait, hold. On. Sorry. Uh, blah, 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 blah. And he's a ten win streak versus nine win streak. Is that a typo? UFC. Yeah, that's it's just it. how Khabib talks. Okay. Oh. <laughs> UFC never make this fight. Twenty five years UFC history. They have never make fight like this fight. This is high level fight. That's true. This is going to be very good for fans. For guy who gonna take this belt, UFC gonna make money. <laughs> Everyone gonna be happy because this fight, very high level fight, and this fight, most important fight in UFC today. I, I agree with him. Uh, first of all, it's not, it's about real belt. This is not interim championship. This is not Tony Ferguson belt. This is not Conor McGregor belt. This is real belt. I'm not going to fight Tony Ferguson for fake belt. <laughs> I'm not gonna fight. For Conor McGregor belt, and why am I, I? When he win this fight almost three years ago, yeah, I see. I'm not I get gonna what he's saying. fight this uh, real belt, and this is a big motivation. Five round big fight. We were supposed to fight three times, and that is true. Yeah, he's uh, predicting that he's going to win. Of course, he says he's going to make it easy. Which, based on what he did in his last couple of fights, yeah, hard he, to argue. He reminds about. me of the bear in the Revenant. Just, oh God! Yeah. <laughs> that's that's how he fights. Who was his training partner? He was, <laughs> he was trained by the pair. Then again, I mean Tony Ferguson. He's not fought uh, Tony Ferguson either. Tony Ferguson's amazing too. Yes, of course. That's, that's see. This is what we're excited about because that night is the night of like possibilities. You really don't have like a definite. Even though so many people are like could be could be could be, but I'm like. Ferguson can pull some can weird out. stuff out, and you know, and anywhere. And we've seen Khabib take some shots. Before, Michael Johnson right? was was was, uh, I guess, had a very successful, almost uh, full first round. Uh, now, do we have? Uh, is this Pat or Rose on the phone? Uh, this is <laughs> this for sure is not Rose. Uh, hey, Pat. Pat. It's, hey, buddy. Hey, what's happening? Pat, I don't know if you remember me. I interviewed you a long time ago. This is Phoenix Carnavale, and you gave me a really? delicious cookie. Yes, I oh, interviewed shit. you when you returned to kickboxing. We had a lot of fun talking about the Muppets and pizza and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Was it a good cookie? It was. It was good. It was after weigh-ins. And you had some extra cookies. You were 
gracious enough yeah. to give me one. Yeah, you're right. So how y'all hanging today? You know, Rose is right here also. Okay, oh, buddy. Great. Yeah, we're good, man. Thank you. It's uh, it's good to talk to you guys again. Yeah. Rose. Hello. Hi, Rose. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Matt Sarah is out today, so it's Phoenix and uh, and Jim. Oh, okay, cool. Where are you guys right now? You sound like you're on a helicopter landing pad. <laughs> Oh, you're driving. Okay. So now is today a day off from training or, or did you already start? Um, so today, uh, usually my days off are on Thursday, but uh, we switched it to Wednesday just because we, we've been kind of a schedule. So yeah, today's the day off. What do you, now, what do you do, Rose, on a day off? What like what, is, like, what is it you look forward to on your day off? Working out. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> um, usually I'll just be trying to get some sun rays or something for the weather tonight. Otherwise, this uh, morning I did a, a float tank, so it's uh, the Healing Waters is the place that I went to, and, and it's close by, so um, I use just like a little time to just uh, float in some Epsom salt water and meditate and stuff like that. So it's a great way to uh, take my mind, or at least get my mind in the right state uh, without taxing my body. Um, I like to do massages as well, things like that. What do you, how do you meditate? Do you do like a breathing, holding the breath and then like exhaling or is it, are you just so used to it? You can just go right into it. Um, there are certain things that I, uh, you know, want to almost like rehearsing lines basically that I tell myself, you know, like, uh, I'm the best in the world and things like that. You know, <laughs> um, I just, I just, uh, just little mantras that I, I have to remind myself all the time, you know, just to uh, control my thoughts better. And um, and then that kind of just, when I repeat those things to myself and go over game plans and things like that, um, it kind of just automatically, uh, I, I'll bring attention to my breathing every once in a while and make sure that I'm, I'm uh, not getting tense or, or uh, overly excited or anything. I've never actually meditated. I like that the, 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 as a champion, I guess you have to, to, to say, I've tried that. I've said to myself, like, I'm the best in the world. And that's the only time I've ever heard God speak. He said, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we all got those, uh, we all got those uh, angry voices inside our head that it wants to, you know, put doubt into our head. Are you a good meditator, though? Because it's, it's such a, a healthy thing to do, and I really admire people who can do it. Like, do you, like, what do you do if, like, you're laying there and you're in the tank and all of a sudden your foot itches? Will you acknowledge it, or will you just try to think past yeah. it? No, I mean, I'll, I haven't gotten itchy in a while, so. <laughs> um, like, those little distractions. You know, I just kind of, like, I don't try and force anything. Like, some days I might be a little more restless than others, so I'll just, you know, kind of, like, focus on stretching, like, kind of, like, uh, reaching out and all, you know, like stretching out my whole body as far as it can go and like just kind of doing little things like that, like if I can't sit still. Um, and then eventually, like the more that I don't try and force it, uh, the more I end up just, it ends up happening naturally. Now, do you get a little claustrophobic in the tank? I, that, that always kind of freaked me out, like hearing my breathing echo off the little top of the tank would freak me out. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> the first time I tried it, uh, I was definitely, it took me at least like 15 minutes to get like comfortable and not like worry about somebody coming in there and locking the door on me or something. Uh, but luckily I, I've been going to this, uh, I've been going to Healing Waters for a while now. So I have a good, you know, relationship with the lady that runs it. And, um, you know, I have a uh, full trust of, you know, what I'm doing. So I, I kind of, 
I think I am slightly claustrophobic, but I think uh, I've just with practice, I've gotten a lot better with it. So. Oh, you go to a play. Okay, you don't have. Uh, yeah, I keep thinking of Joe has a tank. So let me now. When you go, how often do they clean that water? Because that would probably freak <laughs> me out. Because I know what I would do in it. Right. So, would Hell. do you worry about that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's so much Epsom salt in there that it's you know, and and you're supposed to. Uh, shower before you get in there yeah um so i trust that everybody you know i kind of try not to think about it but they do clean it you know uh every once in a while so yeah, the, the filter yeah. the filter is constantly running yeah Oh, it's like almost like laying in a small like yeah yeah it's true i guess a good point if you go in the jacuzzi they don't clean it out every time you get in there's a filter right 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 Okay, so it doesn't freak you out. Um, now, but when you get out of that, how do you feel when you actually do? You feel a, a, a difference in your mentality? I do. Um, you know, it might not. Uh, I might not be totally aware of it. You know, right away. Um, the first thing that I always notice is I'm physically. You know, I, I feel like I'm. I'm a little bit lighter. I feel like you know the the first layer of my like what do they call it? Your myofascial. Yeah. I guess layer of your skin, I feel like it's just a little bit looser. Like, my muscles might still be tight or sore from training, but just that first layer of that stickiness goes away um, for me. So it helps to uh, it helps to get into a massage and, and get right into it better. But uh, overall, mentally, I, I just know that, I just know from experience that that's something that works. And, and the more that I do it, the more um, I don't the less I have to think in the fight, the more, the more that I, you know, do the correct thinking ahead of time, the, the better I am in the fight. No, I don't, I don't know if we asked you this last time, um, because I was curious about what Joanna's mentality is going to be going into this fight because she's never had to, uh, uh, come back after a loss. You've experienced that. So you kind of know what that feeling is when you're stepping back, which I think is a huge advantage for you. But the one thing to be careful of with her, and I'm sure you've thought of it, is this is the first time in a long time she's had to fight to get something? Defending something is something she became, became really good at. Is it changed your mentality at all, the fact that you're defending now and not trying to achieve it? I may have asked you that already. I don't quite remember. Um, there was a moment in time where I think I was overthinking things and, uh, you know, because I know my experiences of, you know, uh, I've had rematches before, I've lost before, um, and so I know my train of thought when it comes, you know, when it comes to uh, getting back into a fight like that, I'm not really. Uh, I don't think that that there's nothing that's really going to be different in this fight. You know, um, I, at first I was, you know, like kind of overthinking it, um, and I just have to keep keep the things that I know work and just keep getting better. Do you think that she's focusing too much? Because last time I think we just discussed the weight cut. She's talking a lot about the weight cut. Um, it, now, is that because you think that the weight cut was really tough, or is that th that she just does not know how to reckon with herself that she was uh, caught. She beaten? Caught. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't really know. You know. Um, hopefully, hopefully it was the weight cut. Hopefully, you know. Uh, it, hopefully she fixed those problems, and that I can get the best Joanna uh, that you know we've ever seen, and and then I'll beat her again, and and you know become the best in the world once again. That's why you're a champion, because I'd be praying for the flu or food poisoning. <laughs> That's why you're a real fighter, because you think yeah. that way. Right. <laughs> of course, you know, the that would be the instant gratification, but, you know, like, really, at the end of the day, what matters is uh, is knowing that you're the best in the world, and, 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 you know, all the, that instant gratification is, you know, it doesn't, eventually it'll fuck with you, you know? Yeah. 
What is that feeling like for you? Like, because you always knew you were a great fighter, but you can literally walk around now and see you're the best strawweight fighter in the world. You know, like it's legitimate. And and how does that change how you see yourself? Uh, are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Um, how does the being the best in the world like change things for like, me? Yeah, like you, like it, it's not just something yeah. you're striving for. Like you literally, you're the best strawweight fighter in the world. Right. Um. Yeah. It's uh. It's freaking awesome. Like, it's, it's something that I've worked really hard towards. You know, I've I've done everything that I needed to do in order to become ready to do that. And it was, uh, there, I haven't really, like, came in first place, like, in my entire life. You know, I, I won a race one time uh, in, like, high school, but there was something that was kind of funny about that, like, where they changed the course a little bit. And so, like, I didn't really feel like, you know, I, I won necessarily, even though I beat everybody, but... Um, so like those kind of things, like, like going into that fight, uh, even getting close to becoming the best, like I've always been really good at a lot of different things. Um, but to, to just like fully commit and pull the trigger and like really put myself out there and knowing that, you know, okay, I've done everything I could possibly do and I still could just not like come up short, you know, like that's a scary, that's a scary thought, you know, it's, it's easy to, to kind of self-sabotage and, and, you know have those excuses and then you know when you come up short just just not really uh you know know that maybe you didn't put your best foot forward but I did and and I and it paid off so I'm really uh I'm really proud of myself for that and that's something that I've become more comfortable with over time and um I just it's just more testament to um I guess it, it strengthened my faith and and just the things that I believed in more and more well okay I was gonna. I was gonna say, Rosen. I mean, this is slightly selfish from from my point of view as a as a female martial artist. The night yeah. that you won, for me, working in the sport especially, I felt a huge shift, and I felt like sort of clouds open up. And I I really yeah. really like Joanna, but it felt great to have a female come up there, give a speech about being a good person, person, a good martial artist, and honestly, I felt holy this is like a role model just opened up and i thought ronda was a great role model for some things but for sportsmanship not so much and uh, i wanted your perspective on on being a female champion being a role model and this shift now of like not acting like the tough guy but acting like a legit martial artist you know do you feel that do you notice that do you carry that with you yes that's that was that was kind of my mission going into this fight you know before before even, you know, I got the fight. It's just been, uh, ever since I lost to Carolina, uh, I've been on a mission to try and change the world. Uh, that's just been kind of my, my new motivation, my new, you know, okay, be the best in the world, sure, that's great. Um, and that's always cool for my own little ego or whatever. Um, but if I can really change the world and, and do something positive with that and not just, just keep it all to myself and, and somehow... Uh, you know, possibly impact the lives that, you know, like now that I'm seeing I have, uh, it's, it's going to mean all that much more. And I think it'll, it'll just keep, it'll be like a chain reaction. Like, you know, just infect everybody with, you know, I guess positivity and love. I see that a lot. I mean, when I first started, the female fighters were just kind of like this thing that people threw into the mix and it was interesting. And they would talk about what the girls look like. Now I hear that so much less. And when people talk about female fighters, they talk about their skills. And I'm super happy about that. I wonder yeah. if 
from your perspective, like, do you celebrate Women's Day? I, I know it was March 8th, which was recent. Like, do you, are women saying things to you about that type of stuff now? Um, honestly, I mean, this might, like, sound kind of, like, bad, but I didn't even know Women's Day was, like, a thing. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> I either know. until I, social I media, so I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. No, um, but, I mean, that's cool, you know, it definitely, it's, you know, I think, um, I think that uh, it's really important for, for women to to know that, like, you know, to just focus on the different things, to try and focus on just being nicer to each other, not just to other women, though, like, just to people in general and not make it be such a, like, you know, men versus women kind of thing. Like, it's just, okay, but we do need to, like, you know, view ourselves as, as better and, and trying to be more positive in our own, like, self-image. Yeah, I agree. And I, and I think what everybody really wants to know about, and we have not been avoiding it, this high school race, what was changed about the course? <laughs> it's been driving oh, me nuts man. for 10 minutes now. What happened? <laughs> yeah, no, so it was, oh, man. So I was uh, in the cross-country race. It was one of, like, the first of the season. So, like, you know, I wasn't really, I was, I, I don't know. I kind of, like, it's just something in, about me that, like, I always start way too fast, like, with everything. So, um, naturally, this is my first race of the season, so I, you know, I was really excited, and um, and I ended up getting like the best time that I've ever gotten, um, and it just seemed too good to be true because like it turned out that after the race, they they said that uh, that the course was like changed or something, or somebody like like moved the flag in a different area, so I ended up taking a turn that I ended up cutting the course, and everybody followed me, so I still was. I still was in first place, but the time was a little bit skewed. So they added uh, 30 seconds to my time. And I still did better than, like, I still broke my time with that 30 seconds added to it. But it still was just that, like, oh, man, like, okay, I won the race, but still it was, like, uh, I felt like I like I cheated or something, you know? <laughs> it's like when, when Roger Maris broke Babe Ruth's home run record. He, they always had to say, yeah, but he had nine extra games. Like, there was always that little extra yeah. thing. But, hey, look, you still, they all followed you, so it's like it's not your fault that nobody knew where they were going. It was just a bunch of people running fast, and you won. Good for you. Rose, when you strategize, yeah. do you think, like, when you're strategizing for the fight, do you th imagine what Joanna will try to do against you, or do you just focus on what you need to do against her? Um, I know what she's going to try and do against me. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, it's not something that I, there's, there's definitely like, um, any, I have to be ready for any possibility of, you know, her coming out with some, you know, crazy wrestling singlet, fucking, you know, <laughs> double leg. <laughs> uh, you know, I have to be ready for every, everything. I have to be ready for, you know, uh, game plan changing for me. Like I, you know, things, there's so many variables in this fight game that you have to be ready for anything. But, uh, we know who she is and we, uh, we, we know that, um, she's very convicted in her belief that it was a weight cut. It was a physical thing and, you know, not like a technical thing. So, um, uh, yeah, so I'm not really, uh, going to expect a whole lot different. Just, I'm just going to expect her to be a better version of that. Well, Rose, you know that we are big fans and it's always good talking to you and, uh, we wish you a lot of luck. Hopefully, we'll see you. Um, I'm hopefully I, I can be there, and um, you know, good luck. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. And uh, it's always a pleasure to chat with you and Pat. And uh, will you guys come in next yeah. time you're in New York, please? Yeah. If if you're at the fights, uh, like hit me up 
whenever you're there. If you have the fights, we might have a ticket for you. All right, buddy. Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I think uh, I already put in the uh, request slash begging uh, to Dana's office, so we'll we'll see. Uh, they, sometimes they pretend they didn't. Oh, I didn't see your call. I hear that a lot from Dana. So we'll, we'll see. <laughs> if, 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 if that follows through, like I say, hit me up. Give me, uh, give me a ring on this number. If that follows through, and I'll see what, I'll see what I can do. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, and uh, good talking right. to both of you, okay? Thanks, guys. Right, thank you. Right, take care. Yeah, so that's a, that'll be a, what a great. That's the co-main, right? Yeah, that's, that's a great the co-main. That's a, that's an incredible card. Tony and Khabib is the main event. Yeah, just oh my God. phenomenal. Two, Brooklyn, New York. Yeah. Two championship fights. Um, well, this this was fun. You and I had never met, and I had a very easy hour with you. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, this is good. This makes my life easy. When Matt's on here, I'm just going to call Phoenix. That's it. <laughs> All right. If I'm here, I'll come down. Yeah. This is fun. Yeah, you don't have to stress about who we're going to get in. And... Right. Well, we love having Bobby, too, when he's in. Oh, Bobby's great. Yeah. yeah, but it's, it's nice to have a couple of go-to. Oh, yeah. Louis J. Gomez does a good job when he's in. Yeah, for sure. But he's always, he's always with Bisping, so he's busy now. He is, yeah. yeah. Thinks he's hot shit hanging out with Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Maybe we can get him in next time, get the skinny on who Michael's fighting. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, he, he has, won't know. Lewis won't know. Michael Bis- won't Bisping and uh, Rock will just keep going back and, and going forth back on and Twitter. Forth. That's yeah, all Lewis will know. tell us. Yeah. yeah, they're going back and forth. Like Lewis, we have Twitter. <laughs> uh, Polo Blue tweeted out a picture of Rockhold being like, you know, proud to have Luke Rockhold as the new face of our flagship sure. thing. And <laughs> Bisping replied, hashtag shit face. <laughs> oh, that's funny though. Uh, it's hilarious. Yeah. See, I don't mind it trash talk when it's lit like that. It's funny. Well, that's yeah, just yeah. funny. I mean, yeah. It's, yeah. All right, well, this was fun, and uh, I'm going to be, uh, by the time you hear this, I will be, uh, tomorrow night, Friday night, I will be in Connecticut, Foxwoods Casino, if you want to come up there and, and watch me perform, and then next week, I'll be in Washington, D.C. at the Improv. Uh, shows are selling very well there, so there might be tickets, there might not, the 22nd, 23rd, and 24th in uh, Phoenix. Yeah, you guys can catch me online. Um, I said cash me, I can't believe I just said Why not? That. Cash me either please, outside or online. Please edit that out. Cash me online. Uh, you yeah, can catch, catch me, me online. my Instagram Phoenix Carnavalli and then the podcast is in fighting shape and I'd love to hear from you guys too if there's topics you want me to cover I think Brian Ortega is coming in soon and um, and that's going to be a good one and uh, yeah that's it that's it for me in fighting shape is the podcast Phoenix Carnavalli online that's it all right we'll see you with Matt on Tuesday The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply.